Hi, this is Jonah Trebois, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve our quality of life. And today, my very special guests are Gail and Lara Piazza, co-authors of a cookbook for those who suffer from Lyme and other diseases. It's called Recipes for Repair. And let me first say good morning. In the studio with me is Gail Piazza. Good morning, Gail. Good morning. And we have on the telephone uh, Laura Piazza. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Well, you've got a, a really beautiful cookbook here called Recipes for, for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook. And it's published by uh, Peconic Press. And... Um, We'll first ask uh, Gail, what made you decide to uh, come out with a cookbook specifically for Lyme disease sufferers? Well, the reason that I got involved in this is really because of Laura. Laura has chronic Lyme, mm-hmm. and she wanted to go, she read a book called The Lyme Disease Solution by Dr. Kenneth Singleton. Okay. She wanted to go on the diet, and she looked at it, and he had a whole section in his book on diet. And she thought, well, you know, I want to do as much as I can for myself because... You know, when you're sick, there's really not much you can do. But when you say, oh, well, maybe if I do something with food, I'll be able to help myself. So she she read the book and she said to me, you know, I, I want to try this, but I, I really don't think I'm going to be able to do it because he has a list of food and I, I don't know what to do. So I said, well, maybe I can help you. Send me the list. So she sent me the list and I looked at the foods and I said, well, I can make some recipes for you. So I developed recipes for her for this um, first phase. And the reason I can do that is because that's what I do for a living. I'm a, uh, I do develop recipes. I'm a home economics consultant. I do, and I'm a food stylist. So I do a food a, stylist. A food stylist. What is a food stylist? Well, a food stylist. You know those beautiful pictures you see everywhere um, in magazines and on. You see TV, and you say, "Wow, that food looks great. That food looks really, really great." That's done by a food stylist. That's a person that makes food look beautiful. Well, you know, and, and in, your, in your cookbook that you co-authored with your daughter, Recipes for, for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook published by Peconic Press, there are some beautiful pictures. But let me first say hi to uh, your daughter, Laura. Uh, Laura, let's fill in the people at home. What exactly is Lyme disease? Uh, Lyme disease is a bacterial infection spread by the bite of a tick. And it's very misunderstood because a lot of the medical profession thinks that it can be very easily treated with one or two short courses of antibiotics. But unfortunately, it can go chronic. And when it's in the chronic form, it's really hard to treat. And it also, um, the ticks don't just spread Lyme disease. They spread a number of other illnesses. And when people are being bit by ticks and they get Lyme disease, very often they're multiply infected with other illnesses. So for instance, I have chronic Lyme disease, and that's what I say, I have Lyme disease, but I also have two other tick-borne illnesses that came in through the bite of the tick. So I have multiple infections, and they were spread by a tick. Um, so it's very hard to treat, and it's, it's, it can be um, a very debilitating illness, and if it's not caught early, it can, it can really wreak havoc. Now, um, when, when Lyme disease, uh, Laura Piazza, first uh, became known to the public, they would tell us, watch out for the bullseye rash. Is right. that something that happened with you? Um, I did get the bullseye rash, but it wasn't until six weeks after I got the tick bite, and which was very unfortunate because when I was bit by the tick, I brought it to the doctor because I was really scared. I didn't want to get Lyme disease, and I said, can I have the tick tested? And he said, we don't do that. Come back if you get a, a bullseye rash. And so 
I came back when I got symptoms, but he still wanted to see that bullseye rash. So it wasn't until six weeks later when I got so sick I had to go to the emergency room with 105 fever that the bullseye rash developed. But unfortunately, at this point, the infection had already spread and had already become chronic. And at that point, I was treated for two weeks, but that was insufficient. So, Treated how? Treated how, uh, Gail? I'm sorry, Laura. With um, two weeks of doxycycline. That's an antibiotic of some sort? A- an antibiotic, right. yes. Right. So um, th- th- this course of treatment uh, didn't give you the full satisfaction and full um, healing that you needed. Uh, when right. did you decide, uh, with your mother, Gail Piazza, who's here with us in the studio, to come up with this cookbook? So it was 10 years later that I finally got diagnosed with the Lyme disease because after that tick bite, I then developed a bunch of symptoms and was just, you know, had very random different symptoms and didn't know what was wrong with me, but kind of just thought that I had unlucky health luck. And it wasn't until um, 10 years after that that I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease that I realized that the Lyme disease was never actually treated sufficiently and I was still suffering the consequence of being bit by the tick and that I actually still had the infection. And so I read this book by uh, Dr. Singleton, The Lyme Disease Solution, and the same thing actually happened to him. He's a a Lyme specialist, but he had misdiagnosed Lyme disease for seven years, and he explains how it wasn't until uh, seven years into trying to figure out his illness that he realized that he had Lyme disease. And that really drove him to to want to help people by writing this book. And now he he has a practice where he treats Lyme patients. And in the book, there was this whole section on nutrition. And it just was really like what my mom said. It made me feel like I had a little bit more control given back to me because the, the decisions that I made for what I ate could actually help or harm me. So um, that's what I wanted to do was to try this diet and, and really give myself a little bit more control back into uh, my recovery process. Now, the cookbook itself, which is beautifully illustrated with your photographs, right, Laura? Yes. Okay. Recipes for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook published uh, by Peconic Press, uh, has what we call, what you call, Gail and Laura, you, uh, Gail, you call about four phases uh, in the uh diet program or the nutritional program. What, what do you mean by four phases? Well, the diet is really a diet of exclusion and then inclusion. Uh, the doc- it's the doctor's diet, and he found with his wife, who's a nutritionist, that food really made a big, big uh, decision. You know, the decisions you make when you eat really are important. Because food is the fuel for our bodies. Exactly. And there are a lot of foods that cause inflammation or make inflammation that you have in your body worse. And the inflammation that you have in your body has been caused by the bacterial infection that you have. All right. So inflammation is one of the side effects of Lyme? Yeah. Not only Lyme, but a, a lot of different things. When you have something going wrong in your body, when you have a, when you have a chronic condition, your body really doesn't, can't really fight it off and your immune system bec- goes a little haywire. So the, there are foods, the doctor has found that there are foods that are very, that have no inflammatory properties whatsoever. So he, that's what he, we start out with. Uh, it's an induction phase. It's one week, and it's rather stringent. Um, you really, the pro, there's protein and a, a lot of vegetables and fruits. Uh, oh, in the diet, you'll never find white flour 
uh, refined sugars or any trans fats. You know, before you get into that, that, that uh, brings to mind the fact that there are people out there who have celiac disease and have to be on a gluten-free diet, oh, yeah. people who may be diabetic and should be uh, avoiding sugars. And you list in this beautiful cookbook, uh, Recipes for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook published by Peconic Press, uh, which of these uh, foods in your program, your four-phase program, are gluten-free, dairy-free, vegetarian, or low-sugar? Right. Um, Laura came is a graphic designer, and she designed the book, and she has a, a series of icons that we put on top of the recipes to indicate to the people at just a glance. You can tell whether they're, they're gluten-free, dairy-free, low-sugar. Uh, and the reason that gluten and dairy are a problem, uh, and a lot of people who have uh, inflammatory illnesses develop sensitivities that they never had before. Right. They become, uh, unbeknownst to them, they become gluten intolerant, mm -hmm. dairy intolerant. That's, those are the things that we are left out at the, at the very beginning. They come back later on as foods, as the, as we progress and we go from phase to phase, more foods are added in each phase. And in the book, we give you a list of the new foods that you will be including in this phase. You do everything really slowly because you want to see whether any of those things really bother you. And and though it's for, we say it's a Lyme disease cookbook, it's really for many, many more people. In fact, I went on this diet. I had done all these recipes. I had tasted them all. I had done everything. But I never really followed the diet because I don't have Lyme disease. But I went for a checkup and found that my C-reactive protein was high. Which what mean, would that be? Which means that I have inflammation in my body. Okay. So I said, well, inflammation in my body, I better go on the diet. So I went <laughs> on the diet, and I was totally amazed. Um, I noticed that, you know, I was really feeling good. I got mm -hmm. into phase, uh, I got into phase four. Um, I started, in phase three, I started putting back some dairy, and... I, I noticed, wait a minute, you know, I don't feel so good. That's some of the things, my, I have a lot of digestive problems, and they were coming back. You know, we'll find out more about this in just a minute. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week. But I have two very special guests, Gail and Laura Piazza, co-authors of a book, Recipes for Repair, a Lyme Disease Cookbook. Radio Rotary is brought to you this week by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Congress Valley Cottage, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Dry Village, Middletown, Millbrook, Newburgh, and New City. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary in just a few seconds. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They have helped people grow food in communities around the world. They've taught millions of people to read, They've brought clean water to villages, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But here's the thing. Each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary membership at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. 
Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah Connell's away this week. But I have two fabulous guests with me on the air, Gail and Laura Piazza, mother and daughter. And they are the co-authors and photography uh, editor of Recipes for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook published by Peconic Press. And we were talking about how uh, those with Lyme or other diseases can help themselves, not just with medicine, but with proper nutrition and the, and the, and the food they eat. And, um, Gail, you were talking about how uh, there's inflammation in certain areas of uh, the body, not just associated with Lyme, but with other diseases, that um, this uh, nutritional system that you advertise in your book can help. Now, what about people like me who have inflammation around the waist? <laughs> in other words, I could stand to lose a few pounds. Well, it's interesting because um, being that I developed all the recipes, obviously I was testing and retesting. My husband was eating them because he's primary tester number one. <laughs> voluntary or involuntary? Oh, voluntary now. And... Um, he lost six pounds while he was uh, testing the recipes. I think and I found him. He lost them and I found him. <laughs> and I, I, we have had many people that have, have told us that um, as a pleasant side effect, they've lost weight. Terrific. Uh, in fact, our webmaster um, has told us she's lost 25 pounds, never felt better in her life because she discovered that she's, she's gluten intolerant. And this has really, really helped her. Let's explain what uh, gluten uh, intolerance is. Uh, you know, I have people in my family with celiac disease. Right. And if they eat something that's got normal flour in it, and they have a, a tremendous uh, pain in their uh, stomach. It feels like they, they say it feels like they have a rock down there. Right. Uh, well, so what's uh, gluten and gluten intolerance? Well, what's that all about? Gluten is found in wheat, rye, and barley. And so... People that um, have, especially people who have um, some sort of uh, inflammation in their body, um, find, and we find that a lot of people with Lyme disease also, who have a bacterial infection and an inflammation in their body, discover that they have a sensitivity, which means that when they eat these th- these things, when they eat gluten, when they eat dairy, it bothers them. They might have stomach pain. They might have other gastro problems. Right. And so when they when they're following the diet they're they've eliminated this because there is no gluten or dairy in the first um, two uh, phases of the diet. There, comes are, four, there are four, four phases, phases, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, comes everything, all good foods. They're all good foods. Nothing, no junk food on this diet, and you don't miss it. And things come back slowly, and. That's really where, like, I found that I had a problem, and I, I didn't know what it was, so I got myself tested, and I found out that I have uh, mild sensitivity to gluten, but mm-hmm. I have a very bad sensitivity to dairy. And so now I don't eat any dairy, and you think, oh, my God, I'm, I can't live without dairy. Yeah. You, it's really amazing. You can, because 
there are so many substitutes out there. I use rice milk, and I really, really like it. In the book, we use coconut milk and almond milk. And we teach you, you can buy it, um, but make sure that you buy it where, where there is no sugar. Or we teach you how to make it. And you think, oh, God, I can't make that. Yeah, everything is really, it's simple. You know, we teach you, uh, we give you a section where we teach you how to make a lot of things like ketchup and things like that. little labor intensive when you first start, but once you get into it, you just make the things that are in the in the pantry section of the book uh, early before you're going to start that week, and then you have everything available for you. So, you know, you talk about the fact there's no junk food. The, the photographs in here, which are really stunning, and Laura, you're the photographer, right? I am. Yeah, thank you. They're really stunning, and they're as good as anything you would see in Good Housekeeping or any of these other uh, food presentation magazines. Uh, it's all mouthwatering. It's all delicious looking, <laughs> and I actually going to let. Your mother talked to you for the rest of the show because this book has made me so hungry I'm going out and having a second <laughs> breakfast. But um, you, you have in here, Laura, uh, something called a self-assessment tool. Your mom spoke about, uh, you know, uh, that this can help not only Lyme but uh, gluten intolerance and other um, diseases or, or uh, uh, afflictions. What is the self-assessment tool all about and how will people use that? Uh, the self-assessment tool was developed by Dr. Singleton and basically it's a little quiz that you can take and it, it tells you what kind of risk you are for, for having inflammation in your body. So it's really uh, a quick little tool that you can take and, and you can discover whether or not things that you are doing might be causing the inflammation. Um, something that I want to mention about the food sensitivities right. is that people might not know the difference between a food sensitivity and a food allergy. A food allergy is something that's immediate. So if you were to eat a peanut, then maybe you you know go into anaphylactic shock, something like that, really immediate, really obvious. But with a food sensitivity, it can take uh, hours to even up to three days after you eat something. So you might not know that you have a food sensitivity. And that's really the beauty of Dr. Singleton's diet is that you can really discover that you have food sensitivities when you eliminate whole food groups and then slowly add them back and watch your symptoms. Watch for a day or two or three days out and see if some of those older symptoms that may have went away come back. And that's how you can really discover whether or not you have a food sensitivity. And all this is covered, of course, in your book, Recipes for Repair, a Lyme Disease Cookbook by Gail and Laura Piazza. It's uh, published by Peconic Press. And, uh, Laura, where can people pick up copies of of this book if they like it? Uh, well, they can go on Amazon.com or they can go to our website, which is RecipesForRepair.com, where they could either buy it right on the website or we have under our purchase link, um, Purchase in Person. Uh, we have several places around the Hudson Valley where they could pick up a copy. And uh, repeat that uh, website for us one more time. It's RecipesForRepair.com. And four is F-O-R, not the, le- not the number four. Right, F-O-R. Right, res- RecipesForRepair.com. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper because we'll repeat that website at least once more before the end <coughs> of the show. So, um, Gail, you know, you, you, uh, and, and Lori, we talked uh, about the different kinds of foods that are in this four-phase program uh, in your book, Recipes for Repair, a Lyme Disease Cookbook, published by Peconic Press. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is that you see now advertised uh, gluten-free. This is gluten-free. Of course, they never had gluten to begin with. You also (laughs) say, you you see a lot of advertising, uh, Laura, about it's organic. Um, You talk a little bit about your book about organic versus, uh, I guess, non-organic or conventional foods. What's that all about? 
Laura? Uh, organic food is food that's raised without herbicides or pesticides or any chemicals added or anything like that. That's really important for people, I think people in general, but especially people with chronic illness because their body is already afflicted and they're already sick and they have a hard time detoxifying. Um, so to have to be putting chemicals into your body in the form of, you know, if you're eating a, con- a conventional uh, peach or apple, for instance, these are known to be mostly loaded with um, pesticides because that's how the farmers have to grow them or to use the pesticides to make sure that they, they grow and, and don't have any problems with insects. That's and why it's the, important to wash off your fruit before you consume it. Right, right. But right. even at the molecular, molecular level, um, these pesticides can be found. So it's really a very important to have a clean diet and to ensure that you would want to eat organically. And I know it's more expensive, so we do... Um, we we uh, list the what's called the dirty dozen and the clean fifteen in our book, which basically is a, a testing process of all the, the foods by the environmental working group to see which ones are the dirtiest and are the cleanest, so you can really make the decision for yourself. Um, so Another, basically, you yeah, just want to you want to have a clean diet, and you don't want to be bringing chemicals into your body. All right, and another important thing, uh, Gail Piazza, that you do in your book is educate the public on how to read those nutritional facts label that are now on the back of every box and package. What was that all about, Gail? Well, these labels are really important, and you really have to be very careful. You just said you were talking about weight gain and, oh, uh, how many calories, and that's one of the things you find on there. And you say, oh, look, it's only got 90 calories. That's good. Oh, yeah, it's got 90 calories, but it also has, it's a, it's a bar, and it has three servings. Now, mm-hmm. who, you really think, oh, this is one bar, so now each, I can eat that whole calorie, thing. Each calorie, each serving it has, of has is 90, 90, so it's 90 so, times three. Right, yeah. It's 90 th- times three, but they, they don't tell you that, and if they do, it's in, you know, pretty small. And, and you just have to read the label and look at the what's in there. You want to stay away from trans fats. You want to, you want to see what kind of vitamins are in there. So by looking at the label, and you, would say, you might not know that there's, uh, let's say you're, you're gluten intolerant or you're dairy intolerant, and you think, well, there wouldn't be anything in there that I can't eat. But if you read closely, you'll see that maybe there is a little bit of whey, milk product of some sort in there. So you want, you'll be able to avoid things that are sort of hidden, that things you wouldn't think about by learning to read a label. And reading, reading the label really makes you a very informed consumer. And you have to be because, unfortunately, you know, the, the companies want to sell their product and they, they make a lot of statements that are maybe half true. And it's really up to you to be the, your own watchdog. Well, you know, Gail and Laura Piazza, we'd love to have you back because uh, the half hour has just flown by. And there was so much more I wanted to talk about in your book, how you can save money. Uh, the fact that you give very explicit directions for guys like me who are klutzes in the kitchen. The <laughs> folks at home, the photography is stunning. It's probably the prettiest cookbook you'll put on your shelf. It is called Recipes for Repair, a Lyme disease cookbook published by Peconic Press. And Laura, give us that website once again for people who are interested. Sure. It's www dot recipes for repair 
com. And when you're there, you can actually view the diet, and you, we have um, eight recipes that you can download, so you can check it out and see if the recipes are really as good as we say they are. Um, uh, all right. And Lauren Gail Piazza, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and we want to thank the Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the clubs of New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Walkill East. See you next week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling disease. But each of them know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Learn more at rotary.org.